0: Welcome to Outside the Glass, the Squash Podcast. I'm your host James We're Really thrilled, uh, at Outside the Glass, to have uh, our first advertiser. It's uh, been an exciting couple of months launching the podcast, and we've gotten um, thousands of people listening and uh, downloading and uh, talking about it. It's been really, really exciting. So, uh, one of my favorite places on the on the internet to uh, buy squash equipment is squashproshop.com they carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices they offer fast and free shipping on orders over 25 dollars for the best selection prices and service on the net visit squashproshop.com in march i went to the british open in yorkshire england and um It's really exciting. Jenny Irving was there uh, with her daughter, Liz Irving, who is the coach of Nicole David. And Jenny's sort of a legend in the game. Uh, one of one of the great Australian players in the sixties and seventies, and she got to the finals of the British Open, the sort of de facto world championship in 1971. And it was really great to uh, to finally meet her and sit down, uh, enjoy meeting Jenny Irving from uh, Australia.
1: I used to love my tennis, and that that was I was obsessed with tennis, and I used to play uh, competition in. the... In Melbourne, right. the top competition for juniors and all that. So then, when I was about uh, 17, 18, we used to get tired of being washed out with our matches. Like, we'd go to play our competition match
0: and then it was and over. It
1: would ra- rain, so we'd be yeah. sitting around. And, and a couple of the girls in my team they said, Oh, let's go a game of squash and I said, squash? What's that? I'd never heard of it. And they said, oh, come on, you know, we've been having a hit lately and come on, we'll show you how to play. So we went along to one of the local squash courts and um, I started playing First two or three games, I just was a, I just thought, hey, this is a great game. But of course, all we did was get on the court and we could, yeah. couldn't get it out of the back corners or anything. We were just, you know, hitting it because we were thinking of it as playing tennis on right. the squash court. Yeah. So then I started getting really keen on it. You know, just
0: was just. I just so wanted we, when to you were growing up, the, what club were you playing tennis at?
1: Yeah, this is where I lived. Mm-hmm. It was a quite a big...
0: And they had a, uh, a lot of centre. tennis courts, lawn tennis courts. Oh, there yeah. were tennis courts yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Not
1: not so much lawn tennis. Mm-hmm. They were, they Some grass, old, um, but
0: yeah. The uh, you know, threw, like the, the gravelly yep. stuff.
1: We used to call it ontuka. It was called ontuka, which right. is like I've now, now the red red yeah. gravelly yeah. courts. Yeah. But yeah. I think isn't that the French Open? Yeah, right, the Roland Garros, yeah. That's that's the what yeah. was at the club where I... And they they
0: didn't have squash courts there.
1: No, there were just a few squash centres, you Mm -hmm. know, were starting to crop up around Melbourne. So that, and that's, from then on, I started
0: So you immediately, like that that first day, you you sort of loved it. I loved
1: it, yeah. And it just became like a challenge to me. I thought, oh, this is a great game. I'm going to play this and because it was inside. You could play it any time. And so, yeah, so I just phased out of, Tennis, mm-hmm. and um, became obsessed with squash, and just <laughs> wanted to play all the time. And I, but I was not young then; I was like twenty. But that's, this is by the time I was about twenty-one.
0: Oh, you were twenty-one. What year? What year was this? When were you born? Um,
1: I was born thirty-seven, and I started playing in the late fifties. Fifties. Seven fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Yes, about twenty twenty-one.
0: So at that time, tell me about squash in Melbourne. You know, were there two or three places that had courts? Were there 13, 25? Yeah, I just
1: can't remember. There was a centre not far from where I where, not far from where I lived, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where. I used to go with my friends and play but then there was a lady, we well, have heard of, well you know Sarah Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well her mother was Australian champion just when I was Started. starting to uh-huh. play and I used to go to the club where she was playing and I used to sit and watch her play like for hours while she was training and I was thinking no, one day I'm going to play like that because she could always get it out of the back corners and all that stuff so I started learning a lot from watching Sarah Fitzgerald's mother play.
0: What was her name? Judy. Really Judy great.
1: Fitzgerald. She was Australian champion for a few years. But then she stopped playing and, and had kids and all that. So that mm. became her life. She was, she was married and so she phased out the mm-hmm. game. But she was always coaching and all that. And then I just kept...
0: Did you have a coach? Somebody who yeah, taught you? Yeah, I started
1: to. Um, get I belonged to a club called Borwin, where there was a guy called Brian Boys, and he was a very good coach at that time. So he took me under his wing, and I used to spend seven days a week there, but not so much because I was work. I had to work.
0: What was what was we your job? We used to go at at night. What were you doing during um, the
1: day? I started um, at a primary school I started. As a teacher? Just at, as a teacher.
0: So you working during the day and then you, after yeah, work you'd go? would go
1: and play. And we'd play. So we'd start, and of course squash was getting very popular so you couldn't get a court anyway. So we used to go and train from about say 9 o'clock at night till maybe 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and get up and Yeah, it's so different. You were training at yeah. 11 at night? Yeah, training at night. <laughs> Be, and then all weekend, i play, I play all day Saturday, all day Sunday.
0: So you just loved it. I
1: loved it. Became obsessed with it. And so, that was virtually the start of it. And I now,
0: were women, you know, accepted, uh, encouraged to play back yes, in the late 50s? Yes. Men weren't being, yeah. Yeah, women
1: were, were very well accepted and, and encouraged, encouraged to play. Yeah. We became... Well, there weren't that many nations that played squash, but but we dominated.
0: Why do you think it is, because a lot of countries, and you and I were talking yesterday about when you visited the States in 71, why do you think other countries, why was Australia more uh, accepting and encouraging for women? Yes. Why do you think that was in in the late 50s? I'm not
1: sure that I can answer that. I don't know.
0: Was it a was cultural it, thing was it a...?
1: Well, we're very sporting-minded. We're, you know, Australia's sporting nation.
0: Women no, were doing other. They were doing other, doing other sports yeah. maybe, by then, right?
1: Maybe more team sports. Like mm-hmm. there was netball, there was hockey. Feel, yeah, there was yeah, okay. A lot of the sports that the kids were playing at school, I and mean, everything, whereas squash was not played in any schools or anything. Right. Not even later on. It didn't really.
0: It's never really been yeah, schools, right, but uh, it
1: was just from like the clubs all started cropping up and people. Squash courts and it became a real, real business as well.
0: In, in the sixties, it, it oh sixties skyrocketing.
1: Sixties yeah. and of course that's when when um, Heather Mackay first came onto the scene.
0: When did you first meet her or hear of her?
1: Well, I was playing for maybe. Three 3 3 years and then I I was chosen in a what we called a state team because every state mm. in Australia had a team and we used to go to the Australian championships and then we'd all meet each other in state competition team thing right and so <laughs> of my first tournament I went to was in 1961 so I'd only been playing 2 3 years but but I was training like 7 days a week <laughs> So, I was in the Victorian team and I was drawn against Heather in the first round of the Australian individual championship, not in the team thing, because mm-hmm. I was number four in that team. So, I drew her.
0: Had you heard, her, heard of her? Or, never heard you know.
1: of her. She beat me nine love, nine love, nine love. I never got a point, because that was in.
0: Yeah, did you get a serve? Did you do? You, you, yeah, yeah, you, you, you won some serves. I couldn't
1: get to win a point. So I came off the court. I was I was absolutely shattered. I did, I just couldn't get over. it. I thought, Oh my God! I didn't know someone could be, should be like that. You know, because all the other girls I played, I was on a par, or we'd have good games and everything. Okay, I got scared. Up. Yep. And I, I said, nobody is ever going to beat me like that again. So I went home and I trained even harder and I used to just train and train. I used to do a lot of running. Not in the, I never used to go to the gym, mm. never been a gym person. I used to run and um, do a lot of skipping and, of course, playing we used to play, 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 play. And then the next year, I went to the championships, and I met her in the final, so I got to the final.
0: What, so what happened from, in the final?
1: Oh, she beat me.
0: But not knowing love, knowing love, knowing love. I
1: always, I always used to manage to get a few, few points odd ones here and there. Once I got a game from her in some tournament or something, but oh she
0: so was why was she why was she so good? What, what was so good about her game or
1: her anticipation, her um, speed around the court, she was very fast, very athletic. Yeah, and it was just her anticipation and um, yeah, she was just absolutely unbelievable. She was she reigned supreme for probably twenty I don't think anyone beat her ever in 20 20 years or more. And um, I'm still friends with Heather, Mm. you know. She's 70-something now and Mm. we see each other. We don't talk about the old days, though, that much. The forgotten, maybe. But I I remember a few more things than them because I'm still... Involved. Oh, but all all my other friends that used to play there all dropped out of it years ago. Right, right. but anyway that was that, so you lost was, her in
0: the finals and did you get to the finals again and again and keep on losing her to her doing,
1: in the in, in australia yeah that right, was a common yeah. i got to the to an australian t- um, final against her another two or three times like on odd times but, mm-hmm. but i, I played her in a lot of um, state finals because mm-hmm. we used to play a lot of, yeah. we played a lot of tournaments within Australia but not outside Australia because right. there were no other, there not many right. other countries. We used to play against New Zealand, against England when they used to come to us and we'd go to them and that mm-hmm. was like every four years or something, it wouldn't be every year.
0: When we'd, was the first time you did a trip uh, to England?
1: Yeah, that was in. 71
0: oh, that was, was your our, first time?
1: That was our big trip. Um, We'd, be, we'd been individually, a couple of players at a time and everything, but the team itself was um, the first one that I was in, and we we feel that we paved the way for women's squash in a lot of areas in the world that hadn't been played by women before. Or maybe a few might have been mucking around with it, but it mm-hmm. just wasn't thought of mm-hmm. as a woman.
0: But you, told, you, you told me them. yesterday that the tour was a seven-eight week yes, tour. Yes, seven
1: week tour. We went. We started off going to Asia. We went to Singapore. Just trying to think where we did go. Went into Pakistan too. I remember that Pakistan. And of course, there was no no women allowed hmm. to play there. But since, of course, see those are the countries that, where women. Do
0: You were in those countries, did you play against men then?
1: Yeah, just all, just right. all against men. And, they, and, of course, Heather was our top gun and the, the men would think that they could beat her. And she'd get off and they'd go, oh. Ugh <laughs> saying, we didn't think a woman could be so good, you know? I just didn't think. I'm trying to think of the other places we went. We spent a lot of time in in around England because we played test matches against the English team. We right. won all of them. We finished off... Um, And then we went to America and Canada and that was a 10 day trip on a lot coming back to Australia Uh and that's when we all put on weight and all, maybe because we were relaxed because our main part of the tour was over, we'd we'd done all our test matches Mm -hmm. and playing. But um, it was just totally different in America, mm-hmm. you know? Just, as I said, with the hardball, we never felt that we had to run as much, number one. But then we used to get them to play against us with the softball, mm-hmm. and we tried to introduce it. Right, them. and I, I don't know how right. hardball is. This, is it still you? No,
0: we've we've switched over Phase mostly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. So that, that was a wonderful trip, but that's like I can't believe how long ago it was. It was 1971. Yeah.
0: Tell me about the, the British Open. You, you said you told me yesterday that you, you um, got nervous before the, the finals, and you had played Heather oh, so many yeah. times. So it wasn't about particularly playing her. It no, was more. It's just just being because, in the because final. it
1: was the British Open. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was um, absolutely unbelievable. When see all the people in the crowd, which at, when we played at home or in a, in the conventional squash court before the glass backs came in there'd be like fifty people in the gallery up top looking looking over and that's all the people that watched to play. Mm. And it was just seeing those I think it was a couple of hundred maybe at the Lansdown Club it was. And that's all of that that made me so nervous.
0: Alright, well it's been great to talk with you. So squashproshop.com carries a great selection of equipment for squash, racquetball, badminton, and paddle tennis. Platform tennis. Um, they're really a great place to, to get any, everything you need for squash. In stock now are the new TechStream rackets from Prince, including the TechStream Pro Warrior 600, which is used by the artist Rami Ashore. Also in stock are the new Dynergy G AP series rackets from Technofiber, which are used by Miguel Angel Rodriguez, the Colombian Cannonball carry a full line of footwear from Asic, Adidas, Salming, and other manufacturers for the best selections, prices, and service on the net, go to squashproshop.com. We'd like to thank everyone who's helped us with this episode of Outside the Glass, including squashproshop.com and Grant Irving, who is, as my son likes to say, a reverse Nick that dies before the first bounce.